Do you ever find yourself confused when it comes to health and fitness? Have you been searching relentlessly on the most effective ways to achieve your fitness-related goals, only to find yourself even more frustrated? Well, we've got you covered. It's time to learn from the best, shorten your learning curve, and truly understand how to achieve your goals without spinning your wheels and wasting precious time. Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. It is 2023. I am one of your co-hosts, Mike Perry, and I'm here with the man, the myth, Brett Jones. Brett, how are you today, my friend? Fabulous. Just, uh, you know, seems like rolled into another year. Um, Like, I don't know. It just seems like uh, the the days have continued. So, uh, you know, work, eat, work, train, eat, sleep, repeat. Exactly. A little bit like Groundhog Day, right? So my life all right, so, in a nutshell. Help. I'm in a nutshell. Eventually we're gonna get that. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do is next time you do that, I'm gonna get the phone out and we're gonna post that. Um so well, Brett removes himself from that nutshell. We're gonna talk about today's topic, which is training, New Year's resolutions. Uh new year, new you, right? It's it's the beginning of a new year and and a lot of people um make the decision to to become a healthier version of themselves which is awesome right we never want to we never want to put down those individuals that uh that want to do better for themselves but at the same time i think you know with us being in the industry for for decades i think we've we we know what works and we know what doesn't work and i think um you know the most important thing is is to understand that small changes over time will make large impacts. And I think one of the uh, the biggest pieces of advice that we could give you right away is, is something that you'll hear from people that talk about habits, like James Clear and all these other professionals that talk about habit building and, and how to rewire your brain is, um, you know, you need to start off with something that is very, very easy to accomplish day in and day out, right? Because I think what we do is we have these lofty goals of I'm going to train four days a week for an hour and a half, and I'm going to do this and that. And the motivation gets you through the first three to four weeks, and then life happens. And then you end up stripping back so much that you really don't do anything. And and I think that's one of the reasons why people fail with their, their New Year's resolution. So, you know, I think when it comes to making a change, I think those little, little actions, those little, little habits that you start to develop over time is going to probably lead to to bigger and better things. And that's what we're going to talk about today is just some simple ways that you can stay as consistent as possible as you decide to, um, you know, get a little bit healthier in this upcoming year. Yeah, I think that, you know, having seen um, a lot, you know, I've, I've worked in a bunch of different fitness settings from private clubs to small studios to my own personal training practice. And um, probably one of the areas that I spent the least time in is kind of the big box gym. Um, but knowing a lot of trainers that have, that have done very well within big box gym sort of settings. And, you know, you try to uh, big box gyms, try to capitalize on the new year's resolutions. And what they want to do is get you to sign up for the, 
the ETF, the uh, or uh, EFT, the electronic yeah. funds transfer, and then um, and then they're actually hoping you don't come in again. Um, you know, you'll get a 5,000, 6,000 member facility that can fit a hundred people. Um, so if everybody shows up, it's a problem. And if everybody shows up a lot, consumes resources, you got to invest more. You know, there, there's a reason the model is the model. And I, I was listening to a podcast recently and, and the, uh, the gym that shall not be named PF uh, that, um, you know, is there's, there's reasons they have their business model structured the, the way that they do. And now having said that, one of the pieces that they've nailed is the low intimidation factor. Um, let's talk about, you know, a lot of these new year's resolution folks, they're going to hit the gym and they are for this moment motivated to take on this, this new thing. Maybe they've never exercised before. Maybe they've exercised in the past, but they've stopped for a variety of reasons. We'll talk about that later. But this is the time they're in. And maybe they, without a background, um, you don't know what to do. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe they access the services of the staff or the personal trainers and they, they get started off on the right foot. Sometimes they're just trying to do it on their own. And so, you know, the, the intimidation factor is, is a, is a huge piece. Um, and, and that, that can be really hard, you know, certain gyms, um, if, if you're at that gym that we were talking about, um, there's a low intimidation factor. If you go into a powerlifting gym, uh, there's going to be a pretty good intimidation factor because there's, there's going to be some, um, some yelling, some screaming, some, uh, uh, some heavy breathing, and, uh, you know, banging and clanging as, uh, or clanging and banging as, uh, Dwayne Johnson and, and, uh, Kevin Hart would say. Uh, so, you know, the, that, the, all of those settings, you know, really matter. Um, sometimes, um, it's, it's undefined goals that, that kind of get in the way. And let's just talk just a minute about expectations. When somebody starts exercising, um, typically they have an aesthetic goal. I want to lose weight. Uh, my partner told me to, my doctor told me to, uh, maybe there's a health goal. Um, but there's these, these reasons that they're coming in and, but their expectation, their perception and expert ex expectation of exercise is it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and it's supposed to be awful. I, I think exercise is none of those things. Um, even though I trained uh, relatively, uh, strenuously. Um, I, I don't think exercise is any of those things. And so what, what can we do to help people begin to understand that beyond the aesthetic goal, beyond the doctor, beyond the partner, beyond the stuff like that, that expectation of exercise sucks, exercise is painful. And, and this is going to be awful. How do we get people over that? Well, you know, I, and there, there's two ways to look at this, right? So, you know, we talk about sort of the big box gym model, right? Where again, the goal is sign up as many people as possible and hope that they don't show up. It's, it's basically that slow churn approach. You know, they're, they're getting that 20 bucks, 25, 30 bucks from those six, 7,000 people. And hey, that, that's a decent amount of money. Um, but you're not making a huge impact if people aren't showing up. So one of the things that that I do in the consultation process is I do the the majority of the consultations uh, at our gym, 
is um, I try to right away um, educate them on how we do things, the layout, our why, what you're paying for. And I really try to, you know, quote unquote, sort of disarm them from walking in because if, you know, if people have been around the fitness industry and maybe they're looking for a new gym, they walk in and they see squat racks, they see hundreds of kettlebells. They say to me, are you a CrossFit? And I say, no, I'm not a CrossFit because they assume that if you have, you know, eight squat racks and a bunch of free weights around that you're a CrossFit, right? Especially if you're, you kind of look like a box. And then I explain to them, you know, that we're not a CrossFit and uh, we, we kind of have, uh, you know, talk about that. But, you know, one of the things that I always try to do when I'm sitting down with a, a potential client at, at, at the gym is, is to say, listen, it's a new environment. Everything here is new. It's a new environment for you. It's new people. Um, it's a new layout. Uh, it's going to be a new routine for you. Everything is new and it's going to take you a little bit of time to get acclimated, whether it's here or another gym. So regardless of if you sign up or not, just please understand that it's going to take time. Like it's going to take a little bit of time to get the structure and the layout and the flow of everything. And I say, and I tell people this all the time. I said, whether you come here, or you go somewhere else, that's just going to be a big part of it. And then I just educate them on why we do things that the way that we do, why we do an evaluation before we have people jump into classes, why, uh, you know, people ask, well, how come you guys are, you know, X amount of dollars and this other gym is $20 a month. I said, cause you're not paying for our equipment and our lease. You're paying for our coaching because our coaches are our greatest asset. So for us, anybody can take a loan, right? Anybody can spend money on gear and set up shop, but our education and our coaching staff and the way that we teach and coach and educate is, is what you're paying for in addition to the workout and the workout's going to happen too. But I always tell people, if you spend a year at our gym and you are consistent and you show up and you pay attention, you work hard, you should be able to step into any big box gym and know what the hell you're doing. And I preach education. That's a big part of what I do, but I try to go in and say to them, Hey, listen, I get it. Like, I understand where you're at. It can be intimidating. It's new. Um, and I, but I get it. And we're going to help you with that process. And really that's what it's all about. I never talk about like, what's your goal. And, and I never use their information to get them to sign up. I actually discourage new members from signing long-term contracts at our gym. I very rarely will not let some, uh, I, very rarely will I let them sign up for a year if they don't know anything about us or if they're like a lot of times it's like their best friend or it's a, a pro fighter that knows all the other fighters. Those people, cool. You know, if you want to if you want to commit long term, cool. But for a lot of people, I tell them, listen, try us for a month. It's going to take a little bit of time. Um, you'll know at the end of the month if you show up, that is, if we're the place for you. And then you, if you decide you want to commit to something a little bit more long-term, that's fine. And I know that's not the sales pitch way, right? I mean, you look at all these ways to get people through the door and you're supposed to be sneaky and you're supposed to use the information to capture the sale. I'm sorry. I just don't do that. But I just go in, you know, just being empathetic and trying to understand where they're at and truly meet them where they're at and, and start the relationship from there. Because I look at, what we do is not just building, you know, fitter bodies and healthier bodies, but it's building relationships. And I feel like if you are going to be a smaller, you know, you can call it a, a boutique gym if you want. I don't really care what you call it. The relationship component is, is so important.
Huge. And we, we talked before about setting up a gym and, and the culture of the gym and, and, uh, and that that's going to be a right fit for, for some people and it's going to be a bad fit for others. And so uh, what you do very well in that process is managing expectations, mm-hmm. setting and managing expectations and um, you know, stating things up front. I think if people entered into exercise in general with the mindset that I'm not doing this for an aesthetic goal. I'm doing this because this machine that we drive around the universe was made to move. And uh, that physical activity, zone two cardio, strength training uh, is are probably the most powerful medicines that we have access to outside of our nutrition and hydration um, and managing our stress, you know, kind of a, a three-pronged uh, approach there. Um, but that... And that exercise should feel good. And it's okay to start easy. I, I think that that's one of the biggest mis- misperceptions that I see is, you know, well, you know, I, I can't work hard enough, so I'm not going to start exercising. Well, what the heck? <laughs> like, that's just, you know, we, we got to you know, kind of short circuit that stuff and change people's relationship. We've talked about this before, but like, if you get a new person into to who's trying to start exercising, Ask them, you know, you know, what what is your goal? And I, and I know you said you, you you tend to stray away from goals, but just because it it disarms them a little bit. But if you ask, like, what do you want to do? Well, I want to be fitter. Okay, well, what does that mean? Fitter for what? What is what does fitter mean to you? Well, I want to get down on the ground, play with the grandkids. Awesome, I think that is a fantastic goal. Um, you know, or I want to be able to garden more. I want to go on hikes. I want to. My, my, my kid just started playing soccer and I'm, I'm on the hook for being an assistant coach. So uh, I got to be able to move. Okay. Well, these are all fantastic things that we can, we can work with because I, I think if we can connect the activities we're doing in the gym to the activities that they're going to be doing in life, the things that they actually want to be better at because fitter, fitter doesn't mean much. Um, and, and we can make you fitter <laughs> in a variety of ways. We can set you down on some very non-functional things and, and you will walk out of the door fitter and you're still going to need help getting out of a chair. Uh, that's, that's not, you know, checking that box. So reduce the intimidation. It's okay to have an easy workout. It's okay to start easy and just start from where you are and build from there. Um, and, and change that relationship of, you know, that, that, like I said, that kind of three-pronged approach of physical nutrition and stress. Like if you start managing those three things, man, a lot of things, uh, come around in your life. And then it's about addressing the barriers because everybody's got a barrier to exercise. And one of the most significant barriers is time. Um, there are days, even though I work from home and I'm in control of my own schedule, there are days where I do not have time to exercise. Uh, I do not exercise first thing in the morning anymore. Uh, I'm not a garage kept single owner that was only driven to church. I got some miles on the chassis, uh, and this chassis does not enjoy first thing in the morning exercise. So I, I need to fit it in at, at, at some other point, uh, in the day. And then I'll be honest, if you get me past two or three o'clock, not exercising. <laughs> Grandpa needs a nap. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's late in the day. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's probably not going to happen. So, you know, I've identified that for myself. I know when those windows are, I know when I prefer to, to exercise. Um, and post uh, 
you know, pandemic and travel not happening for a while, even post-cancer treatment is the most consistent I've been in my, my training for years, like seriously close to 20 years uh, because my schedule was my own. It wasn't dictated by travel and, and this, that, and the other thing. I know I've kind of droned on here for a little bit, but you know, if, if folks can start thinking through and, and if you're a trainer listening to this and you've got that new person coming in um, two things, it's not about you. And number two, it's not about you. Um, you you have to keep in mind that the person you're working with is is that's what's important. That's who's important. Um, you are there to guide, to coach, to to teach, uh, but it's not about you. And that's a bitter pill uh, for a lot of fitness folks, but it removes a lot of the intimidation, uh, the empathy that you talked about showing. That's what gets a lot of people over the hump for exercising because nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. I'm going to shut up now. Absolutely. So uh, I'm getting sidetracked already, but <laughs> if, if if you've listened to this podcast, you realize that we should just call the podcast sidetracked because that's pretty much all we do. But you were talking about, you know, you don't like to exercise really early in the morning. You don't like to exercise in the afternoon. And, you know, it just got me thinking for my, my first RKC I remember I did day one. I only had prepared with a single kettlebell and we were using double bells. <laughs> and uh, I think I bought like a uh, my entire travel package on like one of these websites where you get like a rental car, your airline, and then like a mystery hotel that was like a three-star hotel. might've been like Hotwire or something. <laughs> and uh, I remember, you know, driving like an hour to friggin' <laughs> downtown Oaks Bluff, St. Paul, Minnesota, right? And I remember after day one, and it was just like, I woke up and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. So I I was like, I woke up at like five in the morning and I would like take like a 45 minute hot shower and just to loosen up, I do some mobility work. I drink a bunch, I'd eat, I'd take another hot shower just so I could actually like go and try to make it through the rest of the day. So, and that's when my back was just like, you know, a mess and I moved like rubbish and anyways, but Yes, for some people they do need to to warm up because I can't get up first thing in the morning and and, and train either. But um, but you know going back to goal setting and and you uh you sort of uh you know we're talking earlier about goal setting and and you know when I was telling about how we do our evaluation process and we do talk about goals, but here's what we don't do: we don't use those goals to deceive you so we can capture a larger sale. And that's, that's what a lot of people do. They say, uh, so why are you here? And you're like, well, my daughter's getting married in six months. Well, okay, well, you need this package. And they try to sell you the $800 a month package, right? Or whatever it is. And then, you know, they'll come back and say, well, I just don't know if I have that money. That's a lot. And they'll be like, well, you said you wanted to get ready for your daughter's wedding. And this is the only way to do it. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to using their goals against you, because there are literally, I've taken these fitness business courses where that's how they tell you to sell. That's what they encourage you to do. And honestly, um, I felt like a snake oil salesman when I even tried it. So I just, um, I do the total opposite now. And, and I guess my point is, is that there's nothing wrong with having goals, but coaches, honestly, uh, and even if you want to do, and even salespeople, there's nothing wrong with sales. If in, in my opinion, if you do it in an ethical way, but if you're doing it just to get people to spend more money and that is the only reason, go go to it, go to a different industry. Honestly, just stay away from the fitness industry because we've got far too many people that are 
you know, trying to sell us these shortcuts and uh, these BS approaches to, to health and fitness. But, you know, going back to that new individual that just started a gym, let's talk about habit building. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I feel like as I get a little bit older, I've really understood the importance of habits. And, and my wife, she is brilliant. She's one of the smartest people I know. And she's taken both uh, precision nutrition level one and level two. She was actually one of the first people to take the level two when it came out as a beta course. But, you know, I was asking her questions about the level one course, and, and I don't know if it's changed since then, but a big part about it is just habits. It's, it's not about counting your macros. It's not about this and that it's about just trying to establish habits that are repeatable and sustainable. And, you know, I think when you are starting off a basic habit, you need to help an individual with that sometimes because they don't know what to start off with. But if you can just say to them, Hey, listen, every day, I just want you to go walk for five minutes. Cause it's not about this metabolic magic thing that's happening within that five minute window. It's about the sustainability and, and creating that habit. And, and I'm not sure, I know there's some research on how long it actually takes to create a habit. Um, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I think it's somewhere, you know, past a month or something like that. But my point is, is people think, well, well five minutes isn't going to do anything for my health and wellness. I know, but it is going to do something for your habit building. And if you can build the habits, then you can stack on top of those habits and move on to greater and bigger and better things. Absolutely. I think our job is to uh, maybe refine or clarify the goals into something. Uh, like I said, in the example where, you know, somebody's like, well, I want to get fitter. Okay. What does that mean? Um, I, I, I'm, I garden, you know, I have this amazing yard and I really enjoy gardening and it doesn't feel good anymore. Cool. That that's, we just drilled down into something. Yeah. Now I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Actually, ankle mobility, lunging, deadlifting, you know, there, there's a lot of things that we need to build into the program that are going to help that person with that kind of, you know, day-to-day -day goal of being a good gardener. Um, so I, I think in in that goal setting, the the bit of grace that you need to give the new exerciser is and talk about it right away failure what does failure mean like to that person that you're working with if they miss a workout if you start recommending five minute walk and they don't do it they think they failed if they planned for three workouts this week they only made one they were going to change their diet and by wednesday afternoon there's a pizza party at the at the office and so they end up having pizza and so they think they failed. So what ends up happening is the Mondays. It looks like somebody's having a case of the Mondays. I knew that was I knew that was coming in. And uh, <laughs> if you don't know what movie that came from, you're not welcome to listen to our podcast. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. But it is a classic <laughs> movie. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, so you know, I know I just ruined it. But that's that's my that's my bag. Um, so another movie, uh, so the, um, um, the, the bit of grace that you need to give yourself is that those temporary quote failures are not failures. It's life and, and that it's going to happen. And so don't wait for Monday. 
if you have the pizza party on Wednesday afternoon, A, enjoy the freaking pizza. B, Thursday morning, get back on the horse. Like it's, it doesn't have to be, you know, stumbles or only falls if we let the, that, let that energy, let that gravity take us. Um, if you respond and get back on the bike, get back on the horse, whatever cliche you would like to insert in, into this moment. Um, get back on the horse bike. It's a new thing we're inventing. <laughs> get on the, the unicycle. The, get on your unicycle. The horse bike. Just horse guys, bike. the horse bike trademark. It's a, uh, it's on it's it's digital now so we, we we've trademarked the horse bike it's a it's a bike with the head of a horse on <laughs> hashtag hashtag trending uh hashtag horse, horse bike. bike um but i'm sorry i'm so tired oh it, okay it is it is that bit of grace that you need to give yourself and i i think if you almost give permission for that very early on that this is life this is going to happen uh, we are going to experience, uh, we got to ride the waves. We're, we're going to, you come out of the gate hot and heavy. You, you hit your four workouts a week. You've been drinking those God awful shakes and you've been doing the thing for, you know, three weeks and then life happens and there's a birthday party. There's a pizza party. There's a, you, you go out for dinner with the friends and you end up having a little too many adult beverages. Okay. Well, that's all life back on the horse bike and, uh, and, and keep it, keep it rolling. Like that's the, that more than anything. Um, and, and just not, you know, perfect is better as the enemy of good. And, um, for the new exerciser, we want good. We, we don't need, we don't need perfect. And so I, I think that, uh, that managing those expectations, clarifying the goals, giving that little bit of grace. Um, and then what do they like? I think that that's where it not being about the trainer is, is a little bit of a bitter pill. I have people that come to me that have never touched a kettlebell. Dude, stop, stop it. I I'm know. Gonna, I'm telling, I'm going to call Pavel right now. That's Pavel's number. If you guys need it. Right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I have people that train with me that don't touch kettlebell. Um, because it's not about the kettlebell. It's, it's the principles. It's the, it, it's, it's my coaching. It's, it's, it's our working through, uh, life, uh, to, to make this a, a habit, to make this something that's enjoyable. Um, what do you like? I, I think that I need to do this when well, you need to pay taxes, brush your teeth and wipe your butt. Uh, beyond Wait that. a minute. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Pump, the, pump the bricks here. Who added that Sorry. to the list? <laughs> Sorry. There's uh, I. There's so many things I want to say right now, but I'm just going <laughs> to... This is about the new year, new you. Okay. Sorry. You had to say that. Okay. I have two boys exactly. and I survived colon cancer. So you, you know where I'm going with this, but anywho... It's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> but... You know, that that's that's the that's where we want exercise to end up. It's on that list. Brush your teeth, wipe your butt, um, drink water, go to sleep. Like it's it's it should be that sort of easy and it should feel good and it should be a positive. We know all the positives of exercise, whether it's mental health, physical stress reduction, you know, all of those things. 
So let's remove the barriers. Let's make it about the person that we're working with. Yeah. And, and you know what? And uh, I think another thing as, as a fitness professional, strength coach, personal trainer, whatever you want to call what we do, um, I think we can, and, and listen, before I say this, I want you to understand something. I've made this mistake. Like I've been the somewhat elitist snob that thinks what I do is the best. Right. And I do, I do have my preferences, what I think is the most efficient way to do a certain thing. But when you're first starting, everything will work. If you do something, I don't care what it is. If you do something new two, three days a week for six to eight weeks, it will work until it doesn't work. Right. Because at a certain point, it's just stress and adaptation. If you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, you're eventually not going to stress the system enough to facilitate whatever adaptation it is. So there is, there isn't a, there is the most efficient way to build things and, or to get the results that you're looking for. But at first, if your goal is just to globally improve your health and wellness, anything will work, but you do have to, once you sort of dial in your specific goals, then you have to, you have to be a little bit more picky because there are sort of right and wrong ways to do things, right? Like if, if your goal is to get really strong, you have to lift heavy weights and you have to make lightweight, you have to move lightweight fast. Like that's what science tells us, right? Can you do stuff in the middle? Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's, those are the principles that you need to follow. So, you know, at first, you know, being like a kettlebell guy and a guy that's done body weight and, you know, one-arm one leg pushups and pistols and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, I love that stuff, but that stuff is so far away from the person stepping into a gym. And honestly, if, if you're new to, to exercise, show up and do what you enjoy and, and do it for a while. And then if you hit a plateau, maybe consider doing something else or, or work with someone that has a different skill set. but like something is better than nothing. But at a certain point, if you are looking to move the needle, whether it's, you know, anaerobic fitness, aerobic fitness, strength, power, speed, then you're going to have to get a little bit more specific and, and use physiology and use those modalities that are going to steer you into that direction. But at first you got to enjoy it. Cause like, like if you, you're not going to enjoy it every day, first of all, like it's not like, you know, Brett and I wake up and go, I can't wait to see my kettlebells today. Like, it's not like buddy, the elf. It's like, what's your favorite color? Like it's, <laughs> that's not what health and wellness is about. Right. It's not like you're going to wake up every day. Like my seven-year-old son drew, he is the happiest kid. He just wakes up every day. Like he hit the damn lottery. He's like, hi mom. Hi dad. I slept great. How you doing? He's like a maniac, but we're adults, right? We, that doesn't happen, uh... but sort of the general consensus is you like what you do when it comes to training. And, and if that's, if that's the case for you, great. If 80% of the time you're happy with it, cool. And, uh, the other 20%, well, you know what? Life's going to be hard and there are going to be those days that you don't want to go. Um, and as long as you're not injured or severely sick, if you're just a little extra tired, honestly, you're going to feel better just showing up and, and doing your thing. It may not be a home run, but you know what, if you hit a single, it's still better than nothing. So, um, well, and, and I, want to, I, I want to throw a plug in here for the, the move well, move often sort of mindset and the power of, and, and there's trainers out there that will avoid the screen uh, early on because they don't want to make their, they want to make the new student, the new client feel bad. Well, if somebody walks away from the screen feeling bad, look in the mirror because you did it. 
It wasn't the yeah. screen. It was it was the way you approached it. It was the things you said. It was the thing. It was how you reacted. Um, I I have people walk away from a screen with positive thoughts. Like yep. I I now know these three areas are areas of opportunity mm-hmm. for me to make a change. I feel better with this happening. Um, so the screen can be a tremendous positive uh, right off the bat. Um, even if you want to get somebody walking five minutes a day, well, they need ankle mobility. So let's capture that. Let's let's look at that. They 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 have a goal of doing lunges, but they find pain in the inline lunge. Like you start revealing a lot of information that informs your programming, that that opens up areas. Um, and I'm I'm we've talked about this before, but you know I'm a big fan of let's get my generally specific foam roller routine. Uh, let's 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 hit the T spine. Let's I love oxymoronic statements. Um, uh, let's hit the T-spine. Let's get into those armpits. Let's get the glutes. Let's get the calves. Let's quads, adductors. You know, it's just four or five, five or six spots that you need to roll. Five or six rolls. It's two or three, two to five minutes of time investment. Um, but for your beginner exerciser, it's beginner body weight training. And when was the last time they were on the, down on the ground playing? Down on the ground, rolling around. Um, powerful tool. Um, and then you're going to have this list of kind of these areas of opportunity maybe it's a active straight leg raise stretch and an ankle stretch and you're doing some T-spine. Hey, low hanging fruit, ankles, hips, T-spine, like find things to do for that. And if on those days where you're not feeling like exercising, if you go hit the roller, hit your, your mobility routine, get ready for training and maybe spend five, 10 minutes on a bike, treadmill, elliptical, rower, I don't care. Um, For time immemorial, raising heart rate and body temp has been a proven way to get ready for exercise. Um, If at the end of that, you're like, nah, still not into it. Okay, cool. You you brushed your teeth. (laughs) Like now you, you still don't feel like it. It's not happening today. Okay. Like, Let's move on. Um, so there's a there's a there's a powerful opportunity there. And then on the on the back end of that, all I want to say is a lot of the reason people are no longer in the gym by February is a yes, they came out of the gate too hot. They were training too hard. They were doing too much. Cool, get it. Uh, but it doesn't feel good. And very few people are going to quit exercising and say, "Well, it didn't feel good, so I stopped doing it." They're going to say, well, I, I failed on my routine. Well, maybe your routine failed you. Maybe you weren't moving well, so you couldn't move often. So it didn't feel good. But that achy knee, that achy back, that shoulder, that's chronic shoulder that's been a problem, like check that box on move well. Uh, find those areas of opportunity. Um, give yourself a little bit of grace. It's not about the trainer. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think there's there's you know a lot of wisdom in, in what you just went over, but there's one thing I want to talk about in sort of that evaluation process. And obviously, you know, we've we we both work for functional movement systems as lead instructors, and uh, you know, I've learned a ton from you. But you know, I, I think there's one thing as a fitness professional and 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 as someone who's taught lots of courses but has been fortunate enough to help other trainers is guys, when you're running the screen, that information is for you to make better decisions. They don't know what a one, a two, or a three is. And if they say, how is that? I say, it's good. Because honestly, 
think of an MRI. Who is the MRI for? Who is an x-ray for? It's not for the person getting the imaging to look at, read and go, well, I think I got it. Like, because we are not, the, the average person is not, I'm not educated enough to really read an MRI and know what the hell is going on in every single aspect. There are some por you know, portions of it that I understand, but you know, when it comes to information about someone's body, whether it's a movement screen or an MRI or an X-ray or whatever, that is just information for the coach to have so they can make better decisions when it comes to designing a program. It's not the end all be all, right? And and um, you know, when you when you look at, like I said, imaging or this and that, it's like that information is for the professionals and the clinicians that will, so they can make better decisions on your treatment plan. Cause usually if you're getting an MRI, it's because you need to go to some sort of PT, you're not getting an MRI <laughs> to lose five pounds. So, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it is, is when you are running someone through any evaluation, I always tell people it's, it's not good or bad. It's just info. So I can make better decisions for you. So we can give you recommendations on, you know, what you, what you should and shouldn't do right now. And I tell people, um, listen, you know, I don't tell them that they can't do anything. I just said, you're probably going to want to avoid that for a little bit until we can clean some things up. And most people like, they appreciate that. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you know, cause the other trainer I went through, he said, uh, well, you know, knee pain is normal in lunges. And I'm like, no, well, no, it's not. So, you know, I, I think we just need to be really, really smart about the way that we talk about the evaluation process in general, because I think it's very, very important to use that information in a way that is going to benefit your client so they can make optimal progress, whatever that is. And, and uh, you shouldn't be using the evaluation as a scare tactic to tell people that they're going to get injured because they have this asymmetry or this and that. Right. I mean, I just, I can't stand that stuff. And, and people do that. I've actually, I've, I've, I've witnessed it. I've seen it. Um, it's just not good. So, you know, I, I, I think, here's what it boils down to when it comes to starting a new fitness routine, as we sort of start to wrap this up is, uh, if you are new to health and wellness, um, you know, baby steps are, are very, very important and small little wins will eventually turn into bigger wins. And then you can start to, um, you know, work towards your goals. Right. But it's going to take time and it's going to take consistency, but start with something that you can do day in and day out. If it's a five minute walk, if it's an extra thousand steps a day, if it's parking the car further away from the office, it doesn't matter what it is because habits aren't there because they're going to give you this big, big, huge change. Habits are there to create habits and to create consistency and hopefully lead you in the direction so you can achieve your health and fitness goals, right? And that's really the point of it. So that five minute walk is not about how many calories can I burn in five minutes? It's about, hey, listen, I set the bar so low, I'm not saying this, but we're setting the habits in a way that they're so easy to achieve. It should almost be laughable. And if they can show me that they can take that five minute walk and, and do that for a couple of weeks and then, you know, add a little bit more add make it an eight minute walk or whatever, but don't underestimate incremental process and don't underestimate consistency when it comes to training. You know, if you come in three days a week to the gym and, uh, you know, you come in and you just work hard, you don't have to kill yourself. Um, you don't have to go through the motions, but if you're going to show up and spend an hour at the gym, you might as well put a little extra effort in and, and try to get some work done. Right. So, um, 
you know, if you are new to new to this health and wellness thing, just take your time and be patient with yourself and give yourself a little bit of grace because Rome wasn't built in a day. And if you're a coach and you're working with new people, um, support them because they want to work with someone that understands where they're currently at. They don't want an elitist jerk, this machismo, male, female, whatever you want it, that beats their chest and look at how good I look and blah, blah, blah. No, people just sometimes want to be heard and they want to be understood. And, uh, you know, I always go back to something that I heard coach Boyle say is, you know, what's the best certification out there. It's the CNP, the certified nice person. And, 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 and that's really what it boils down to pun intended, um, because, uh, different spelling. Um, if, if people don't enjoy spending time with you, they're not going to pay you for your services. So that's all I got. Any extra wisdom Jones? Uh, don't wait for Monday. Um, make, you know, little, little bits succeed. Uh, don't feel like you need to, it's like the, the old joke. How do you eat an elephant? Uh, one bite at a time. Um, so, or I think that's the, the old saying I, I might've just, I might've just created a horse bike. I, I'm not sure, <laughs> but <laughs> if you're going to eat an elephant, make sure after you ride the horse bike and we're going to end right. it. We're going to end it with that. Um, guys, thank you. Uh, it's a new year. It's 2023. This is our first podcast of 2023. Uh, we appreciate you all. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, go ahead and give us a positive review on whatever platform you're listening to. Share it with your friends, colleagues, loved ones, whatever works for you. And uh, we will see you on the next episode. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we're going to ask you for a favor. Please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.